Hey guys, so we made a clean and explicit version of this podcast. Uh, our This is the clean version. We are going to make the explicit version available on Patreon to all of our supporters. We think that the uh, explicit version is way funnier than the clean version. However, on other podcasting services, we need to make sure that we are appropriate for all ages. So on our Patreon, we have available um, the explicit version for those who want to view it. We think the explicit version is way funnier than the clean version. However, you know, a lot of people viewing on the free apps are going to be kids, and a lot of people who are paying for it are going to be adults, so we figured that was the best way to divvy it up. If you would like to view the explicit version, it is available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash we're not film majors. If you choose to donate, you will have access to all the episodes a couple days early, in addition to the explicit... Explicit versions of our podcasts. In addition to the explicit versions of our podcast, whenever appropriate. What?! I just said that. Why did you go over me? Thank you. We hope you have a great time viewing our podcast. You suck. Thank you. We hope you have a great time listening to our podcast. Yes! Die Hard Time! Oh my goodness! The best Christmas film to ever exist that people still debate whether it's a Christmas film. And I will fight you about it. Not only is it a Christmas movie, it is the The best best Christmas Christmas movie movie. all time. Oh my god, okay. So wait, here's the context. (sighs) You have seen it a couple times. I've seen it so many times. I I saw it last night for the first time. I envy you. This was right after Happy Gilmore. (laughs) And if you watched last week's episode, you know how I feel about Happy Gilmore. I still love Happy Gilmore. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, Die Hard Time, Die Hard Time. Okay, so... Die Hard. Where do we even begin with this? Like the beginning of the movie. Well, okay, shut. So we're just gonna jump right in. Wow, we don't have any. Oh wait, I guess we. We do have some banter. No, what are some follow? Well, I was gonna say, do we don't have any follow up previous episodes? But I'm like, oh wait a minute, we recorded the previous episode. Also, you're cracking your knuckles, and I don't stop that. I'm sorry. Is it? Yes, it bothers me so much. Stop that. Oh God, I'm done now. You're like my. You're like my parents. I, I, no, listen. Like, it's it's more of an issue for me because I gotta because ed- I gotta either edit around it or something. I know, but like I'm just saying, like I don't like cracking. I do that bones. all the time. I hate that noise. I do that all the time. Well, just that in particular with you cracking it on the plastic, it's, it amplifies the noise. I don't like that. Right, Stop sure. that. All right, starting me. Shut up. <laughs> but this is this is how our friendship devolves into just insults. Yeah. Isn't that a typical, like, Thursday night? That is a typical male friendship. Yeah, it is. All right, so I love this movie. I, I, I already expressed my absolute love for this before. My only question is why did he leave the giant bear in the limo? Well, because he wanted to give it to his kids, and he was going to an office party. Was he going back to the limo? Yeah. But, okay. But he was a cop, so he stayed behind to help. No, no, no. I got... And break I all the rules I, in the process. And spend like $40 million in damage. Okay, so, yes, um, he was going to give that bear to his kids, but he was going to that office party to see his <clears throat> ex... No, his wife. They have, it's, it, they're they like have, in the middle of a divorce. Okay, yeah. They were like talking about it. They haven't signed the papers. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, this movie starts. The dude gets into... Uh, John McClane gets into a limo. He completely freaks a dude out with, on an airplane. Yes, well, because he's carrying a gun. He's got. He's got. His... He's a cop. He has carry. Yeah, he freaks a dude out. He freaks a dude out. And he's like, "Don't worry, I'm a cop," and that solves everything. And he like looks at him like, "Okay." Yeah. No, he he scares a dude without even talking. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. Then you know he goes down. He stares at a woman's ass for a little bit. 
That's a little creepy. Hey, man. Yeah. Then it, she jumps into her boyfriend's arms, which is a little more creepy. No, that's like some straight out of the notebook crap right there. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I I thought it didn't click that they were in an airport and she was like happy to see him. Yeah. What? That didn't click with me. Seriously? No, that, I don't know. Like out of this entire movie, that's the one thing that doesn't click. <laughs> no, um, when I came home for the first time from college, my girlfriend did that to me. And she jumped into your arms? Yeah, it's like oh, same sort of style. Oh, shut up. Oh. Anyway, I don't know. It just didn't click for me. God, I want that to happen. But okay. So I am happy and he is lonely. Yeah, that's, that's a running theme. <laughs> but okay. I'll cut this part. <laughs> no, I don't cut it. Um, so first off Get your Barbie. eyes off her bucko Yeah Was that said by McLean? No that was what I said to McLean About staring at the girl's ass Oh okay I, I was like that's a total McLean thing to say But okay How old is Argyle? Argyle's probably like 20 something I, I have a lot to say about Argyle Are I have you, a are lot you to pissed say. at Argyle? No or? I just have a lot to say Okay well then say it First you, off, you threw your pen down Like you were about to like go off on this man and I, First off Okay if I may. Do it. How old is Argyle? Argyle's because he says like, he used to drive cabs, but this man is clearly like 25. Well, okay, yes, but he probably drove cabs before that. When he's like 17? Like, no, 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 no. He's probably 18. No, I don't accept yes. that. I, I do. This man is 25 at the most. Maybe, maybe Second 27. Up, shut up, Argyle. You are talking to a man about his divorce when you know that they are divorced, and you are not being sensitive about it, whatever. Shut up. But I love Argyle. Also, Third thing. Also, you're spiking the audio, like, insanely. Stop that. Uh, it goes away in it. Okay, whatever. Third thing. <laughs> Argyle. Shut up. I love Argyle. I love Argyle so much. He, like, he's, like, the comic relief of, well, he's sort of the comic relief of this entire thing. This guy. This man. And also, he just decides to chill out in the limo in the parking garage for the entire like, movie. Six hours. Yay, man. Shit. You didn't get a call in six hours? You didn't just give up on him? Hell yeah. No. Well, also, they locked they locked him in. Oh, okay. They locked the shutters. So All he's right. like, well, I've got nothing else better to do than just to sit here and jam out in this limo. If you're stuck, you're stuck. Uh, if you know, you know. But okay. Right. You literally have like 20 gazillion notes on Argyle. So that's, all, that's most of the notes I oh have. Oh my god. Okay, alright. Um, also, um, so he goes to Homegirl's work. Um, yep. Some genera. What's her name? Hang on. That 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 is a that is a uh, die hard cast. I have a computer. Why are you looking this up on your phone? Shh, shut your mouth. You have a computer. I know I do. Um Holly. Holly Genera. Holly Genera. Um she changed her name. She changed her last... Like, it's a savage move, but she changed her last name to her maiden name, like, through yeah. this divorce or whatever. Uh, that's how you know it's over. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's um, when you know. If you know, you know. There's this dude with a beard who's snorting coke. Oh, that's, uh... uh Harry Ellis. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, like, the stereotypical 80s businessman. He's, like, me if I was a douche. We're gonna, we're gonna get back to this, but let me just say... He deserves everything then he gives. Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wrote down specifically, I hate the bearded man, because I couldn't remember. Yeah, that, that's Harry Ellis. Yeah. Um, and I like, they clearly still like each other. It's clearly the situation that's breaking them apart and not anything that they're, them in particular. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel for them. I, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the black hacker man. 
Yes, the 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 enemy, like the like the whole group that's gonna like attempt to steal from this vault. They have a guy similar to Argyle, like he's the he's the he's the Argyle of the enemy team. Yeah, they even go head to head. They they do, uh-huh. in which Argyle totally wins because uh-huh. of course he does. He's great. But he just has these quips that are so dumb, and I love them. Yeah, I know, but he's a hacker. So in, in the 80s... Wait, when was this movie? Yeah, 88. No, he's the total, like, clicks a few times on a keyboard. It's just, I'm in. And, like, that's gotta be what it is. That's the 80s in a nutshell. That's the 80s hacker in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, before we get into it, I will be spoiling Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Prince oh, and what? the next two Deathly Hallows movies. Why do they have to make it two? As a person who's read the books, I think they should have split more of the Harry Potter movies into two movies. Really? I think the from I think the first two and like maybe the third one. And the fourth. No. The fourth should have been split? That is the longest book. No! Fifth was the longest. They left so much out of the fourth book. Well, okay, they left a lot out, but I'm saying like lengthwise, I thought the fifth one was the biggest. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Biggest Harry Potter. Movies. I know that in the fourth one, J.K. Rowling accidentally wrote in a plot hole involving a Weasley female. Of course, because uh, apparently Jenny and uh, it's supposed to be first like Weasley daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time. Order of the Phoenix is the biggest book. It has seven hundred sixty-six. Oh pages. no. What, okay. What I was thinking of. There's such a dramatic increase from the third to the fourth book. There's oh, twice. There's okay. more than twice yeah. as much. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the reason that this one's so so thick is because with two C's. Yes. Yeah. It's because J.K. Rowling wrote in a plot uh, hole involving one of the Weasley uh, of ants. Yeah. And because there can't be any Weasley uh, ants, because Ginny was the first one in a while, um, she had to replace that character with Rita Skeeter. And that's why that character is so long, because she had to write around Wait, Rita like that? The Rita evil? Like... Uh-huh. She was going to be different? Oh, I'm wow. presuming better. But oh. they had to write around her. Okay. Um, that's why the book is so thick. Also, the sixth and seventh books are the same amount of pages. Mm. That's funny. Okay. Um, I think they should have split the fourth book into two parts. Okay. Fifth book is fine. Sixth book into two parts. They leave so much out of the fourth and sixth book. They come back late in Deathly Hallows. They just yeah. don't explain. No. Okay. Like, okay, spoilers for the rest of Harry Potter. I watched the Deathly Hallows on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. while I was sick. Me and my because I was sick with like pneumonia or something and I couldn't like do anything. Mm-hmm. So my mom took me to the movies and then we came back and had Thanksgiving dinner of macaroni and cheese and croissant. Uh, is great. I'm lactose intolerant. Oof. I feel... Actually, I don't feel for you. I, I That uh, that really sucks, though. So... Do you ever just eat pizza to flex on Grant? <laughs> so, they, there's a lot they leave out of the fourth book. Like, Her- Hermione, Hermione goes and ha- forms uh, Spew, which is the the elf rights... Uh, the elf... I, I, I remember hearing that. Yeah, so I remember hearing that. that. They don't explain where Harry gets the mirror... So Sirius gives him a mirror in book four, and he forgets about it. And then later in book seven, he looks at it, and he sees... Um, His parents? No, Aberforth Dumbledore through it. And he's like... And they never explain where the mirror comes from in the movies. What's the mirror? It's a two-way mirror. So Sirius had a mirror, and Harry had a mirror, and they can look at each other. Oh, that's mirror. cool. Uh-huh. It's, so like, it's like... It's like FaceTime. Yeah, it's or like FaceTime. FaceTime. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that's never explained. Um, the, the Half-Blood Prince... Is way much more of an important thing in the books. What is the Half Blood Prince so, exactly? So Snape was the Half Blood Prince. Why? Because so the author of the book that Harry gets in the very beginning, okay, um, is like some person, but it has annotations 
by the Half-Blood Prince. And he just okay. signs it as the Half-Blood Prince. Is that just his, like, moniker? or is That's that... just what he calls himself. Okay. Um, and it tells, like, him how to... It's de- deadly spells and how to, like, fix some yeah. potions that are wrong. Um, and Harry's, this entire time, has been using the things from that book to, like, solve some mysteries. And, yeah. Like, he, like, cuts up Draco Malfoy at some point. What? Yeah, he, like, uses Sectum Sempra on him, and that, like, just annihilates him. What? Yeah. Harry, Harry, Snape, like, Snape comes and heals him. But, oh. Um, but it's, Dang, it's, should have left him. It's rough. Um, but, anyway, they, they dramatically underplay that in the movie. Oh, snap. Also, um, we need to do Harry Potter on this podcast. We do, we do. And we this do. is not the time to go ahead and do that. No. But one more, one last thing. Um... I was looking at the other day one of the podcasts that I watched called Mostly Nitpicking. Yeah, uh, it's a film podcast for people who know what they're talking about. Uh, um, well, I think they do. I'm not really sure of their qualifications. Whatever. Is anyone doesn't, really qualified? Who, who really cares? Yeah. Um, they had a thing where it's like, what potential names could they give to like this eighth Harry Potter movie yeah. if it was his own book? And the one that um, you know, what, what you've seen all of them. Yeah, what, I've what, seen. What would you call the eighth Harry Potter book? Or if it, if the eighth Harry Potter movie, movie was, was a book, book um, what would you call it? Harry Potter and the Battle Scene. That's funny because I would call it Harry Potter and the Battle, Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, that to me is the only book that makes sense. Although I really like the the name Harry Potter and the Battle of the Contrived Plot Holes. Okay, yeah, sure. Is that the name they came up with? That's the name they liked. Okay, best. I that's, like that's a good in, one. In terms of like funny names, that's the best. But in it, terms it of, like, legitimately was like one big battle scene, which I loved. Yeah. It's like they rob a bank and then they go to Hogwarts. Which is kind of weird because Hogwarts isn't in the movie your entire time. Yeah. All right, we are supposed to be talking about Die Hard. Yes. So, <laughs> Alan Rick. Oh, wait, ladies I say, and gentlemen. I say, I say all of this because the person who plays Snape is the same person, person that who plays, plays um, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, yeah. I love that um, so much. So I'm going to be referring to him as Snape, and I have a joke that I planned out the second I saw a scene. Oh, boy. And we're going to talk about I'll, that. I'll, I'll refer to him as Hans Gruber to confuse all of you yeah, and just so to be accurate. I'm going to call him Snape. Sure. Okay. So Snape is the perfect casting for this man. Oh, he is. So he's the oh, yes. he He's cold, he's calculated, and he's cunning. He looks like... He doesn't look like what his voice... What I think sound like. I have, no, that that I've, is exactly. I've listened to this man him. be Snape for so so long that hearing him in his own like person, <laughs> Harry Potter. Is what, so what, just, what, if, like, what if what if John McClane was secretly Harry Potter? Oh my god! No, hearing <laughs> hearing Hans Gruber talk is very disorienting. I there's a point in this movie where he puts on a fake American accent, and that sounds more appropriate for his character. Yeah. Than his actual voice. What do you say to that, Mr. Cowboy? Oh, the, the movie wastes absolutely no time getting to the action. Getting right to the... Like, they, well, they, they know why you're watching this movie. Oh, yeah. They spend no time just cutting right to it. Uh, and I really appreciate that, because a lot of times movies will, like, come up with fake reasons to, like, not show you no. what you want to see. Oh, also, the, um, the whole taking your shoes and socks off and curling your toes into a ball, like, calming down technique, it kind of works. Does it really? Kind they, of. they mentioned that in the beginning of the movie. Um, that's a good allusion to the fact that he will have no uh, socks or shoes on. Oh yeah, right. Uh, Which why was... don't you put your socks, your socks and shoes on? Like, well, I think I mean, your gunshots, his cop instincts. Well, in. yes, but like, really, you don't think that you're gonna need shoes? Like, the first thing I would do is yes, get my gun ready and get my shoes on. Mm, I don't know, but whatever. That that is that is a clever way to allude to the fact that John McClane, for the entirety of Die Hard, 
does not have shoes. He is barefoot the whole time. Yep, and it's a rough life. We will get into that. Oh, later. it's a very rough life for John McClain coming up here. Um, so, you know, he tries to call Argyle's like, hey, listen, we're in trouble. And, he's, and Argyle's just like jamming on this thing. He doesn't hear him. Argyle, my man, I like you. You're pissing me off. I love Argyle mm. so much. And then uh, then our protagonist, I wrote, our protagonist is a man-child. He kind of is. John McClain is kind of a man-child. He's a man-child. Why did I write that? Well, because just this whole relationship, like, thinks No, there was something where he's, like, whining or screaming about something. I don't know. I don't remember. All right, well, we'll just let that sit then. Yeah, okay. Um, action. It just jumps right into action. Wait, was that when he's up trying to, like, call the police and the, like, Hans Gruber's brother goes and tries to kill him, and that's where that fight scene happens? Is that... That's the next scene after this. Then why'd you write action? Or is that to signify the start of where the action is? I think that's where Takaji starts getting murdered. Oh, okay, yeah. So they take the CEO of the corporation, and they they put him in a room, and they're like, hey, we're going to need the code to that safe. And, of course, him being, like, the stone-cold businessman he is, like, the only way you're going to get that code – actually, there's no way you're going to get that code. You're going to have to kill me. So they do. Hans Group is, like, fine and shoots him in the face. And, like, the most, like, brains blown out the back of someone's head yeah. style way. Squibs are great in the 80s, let me tell you. Oh, it was great. And then, obviously, the gunfight happens, and John McClane then runs up to, like, one of the floors that are – this building's still kind of under construction, or at least the upper floors are. So he goes up there and tries to call, like, the police, but... They don't believe him. Oh, no, they don't. Oh, they... Oh, one of the greatest lines. I don't know if it's in that scene, but John McClane's trying to call the police. And the the lady on the other end, like, line goes, Sir, this is an emergency number. And he... And John McClane goes, No, you think I'm ordering a pizza? And that's the... That's such a great line. It's such a great line. And you're going to have to do so much editing or make this explicit. Because there's no way I can't do this, like, PG. There's no way. I got two weeks to edit this, so... You're going to need two weeks to edit this there, guy. But, okay. Just letting you all know, if this is PG, I'm going to be a little sad. But also very, very proud of Grant for doing the editing. But Um, if it's explicit... Actually, we can check it right now. Okay. Yes. Because... I don't know if there's any way I can do this not explicit. Uh, I'll say one thing and then I'm going to check. Uh, do it. There's the line, he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Oh, yes! So Hans Gruber walks back into the room and they ask where the guy is and he's like, yeah, he won't be joining us yeah. for the rest of his life. There's my notes. Uh, next is where he kills the first guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I didn't get it the first time I watched this movie, but that, that the first guy John McClane kills is Hans is It's not Hans Gruber's brother. You know the guy with the, the yeah, big... Yeah, brother. They bring that up multiple times in the film. Okay. Yeah, I never caught that the first time around. But, also, what's that guy's name? They all kind of... How did how did John McClane figure out their names? I don't know. he does, eventually. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta think. Like, because I know the gun the guy has throughout the entire series is an AUG. It's called Nog. It's, it's an Austrian assault rifle. They still use it today. Yeah. But, like, that's how you... And he's, like, big, beefy, and blonde, man. Like, that's how you differentiate him as one of, like, the lead bad guys. John McClane then gets into a fight with that guy's brother mm-hmm. where 
they, obviously they, they fight, and then John McClane eventually like throws him through a door, which really. How crappy does that door hinge have to be made Honestly, in like, order to be like? I mean, I get he's like a big guy; and it's two people, but like, it's a it's a pretty solid wooden door, mm-hmm. like with metal hinges. Like you have to you have to throw something through a door with some amount of force to get that thing to break. Yeah, they can have like battering rams. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it could happen. But it, it could happen. A stretch a little. I feel like there'd be more damage to the hinges. Yes, the hinge. Maybe the door would like be ajar a little bit, but it wouldn't like take it completely off. And that thing flies too. It does. Like that thing goes down like half a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. And eventually, John McClane lands at the bottom of the stairs. Okay, but the other dude breaks his neck. Yeah. So he's dead in the first kill of the movie. And honestly, I mean that was a pretty lame kill, but it was pretty good, like for yeah. for what it is. Mm-hmm. Then what ends up happening is. You have written down here, mall cop, but good, and I love that. Okay, we're going to finish this thing, and then I have a rant. I've got a big rant. All right, do it. No, we're going to finish this thing first. Oh. So he sends, he, he puts up the dead body, and he puts it in an elevator and sends it down to taunt them. It's like, hey, yes. there's somebody in the building. No, because he, he, he dresses them up in a Santa hat and this big-ass sweater. It's just written, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. And I laughed so hard at that the first time I watched it. And obviously the guy's distraught because that was his brother. But and then like Hans Gruber knows he's like, well, shoot, we've got company. So, Paul Bart Mall Cop. This, this is movie, all you, man. This, this is, is all you. this movie has blatant Paul Bart Mall Cop blatantly has ripped off this movie for its content and did it in a worse way. So Paul Bart is a is a security guard in a mall. John McClane is a cop in a. Big company building. Uh, there's a hostage situation with someone who wants a butt ton of money in both movies. Oh, uh, yeah. There is a police force outside that is, like, trying to contain the situation. And, then and the sw- completely incompetent, if I might add. Well, not incompetent, but they're not doing that great of a job. And then they both get overshadowed by the SWAT team that comes in. Um, people die. In great ways. Wait, do people die in Paul in Paul Blart? I'm inclined to say yes, but I could be wrong. I was gonna say that's a kids movie. I don't think people would die in Paul Blart. Maybe I'm... maybe injured, but not mm-hmm. dead. They both have um, the cops sneaking around the facility, picking off people one by one, and at the very end, plot spoiler for the end of both movies. But although, why would we watch Mall Cop? Good point. The police officer that is shown to be no the off the either security guard or police officer that is shown to be incompetent or incompetent in one case and um, just kind of freaked out and nervous in the other case they both shoot someone and do something great they both shoot like the last remaining guy yeah Paul Blart blatantly ripped this movie off Mm -hmm. in a worse way oh yeah they're both Christmas movies too the, are the, what? Paul Blart Mall Cop is a Christmas movie? Yeah, I think it takes place on like Black Friday or something. Well, that's not a Christmas movie. It's close enough. No, it's not. One was take place on New Year's Eve. One takes place on Black Friday. I'm calling it. Oh. I think that, I think that they took they ripped that off too. Okay, because sure. that listen, if they were both Christmas Eve, that's like one thing. The fact that they were like, hey, we need to change this in particular to make it not seem so close to the original. Yeah, that offends me. Yeah, I never thought about it like that before, but it makes sense. Because the entire time, I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop as a kid. 
And I never watched Die Hard. I never watched Paul Blart Mall Cop. I don't know. Paul Blart. I watched Paul Blart Mall Cop before Die Hard. And the entire time I'm watching Die Hard, I'm like, they did this in Paul Blart Mall Cop, but they're doing it way better in Die Hard than they did in Paul Blart Mall Cop. And it offends me. Because it's Die Hard. And Die Hard's great. <sighs> okay, I'm done. Alright, good. So, back oh to this. Anyway, um, I don't remember the specifics of the killings. I didn't write that down because I was enjoying the movie. I, I know some of the specifics. So. Yeah. Some of the yeah. next plot points. Okay, I don't so the cops still haven't shown up yet after his after his call, but this one... Can you restart that sentence? Okay, so... At, I broke my mouse. It's broken? No. Oh, okay. oh the, the back part just came off. Okay, so... Wait. The cops still oh, haven't sorry. shown up because of the, uh, sounds, yeah, so. the, the, the cops still haven't shown up because of, like, the call, but they're still looking into it, so they send one of their, like, cops out, and it's the, I, I can't remember his name right now, but he's, like, the, the stereotypical, like, fat cop, he's, he's out getting donuts, like, I, I could not make this stuff up, his name, Sergeant Al Powell, yeah. So he goes from like getting junk food, gets in his car and heads to Nakatomi Plaza or Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. And he's checking out the place and there's like nothing wrong on the outside, right? So what and John McClane's looking at this and he's freaking out cuz he knows something's wrong and they're doing a really good job of covering it up. So what he does is I think he killed someone before that and he had the dead body like just up there with him. So what he does is he picks up the because the, the, the cop car is pretty close to like where the window is like arc of trajectory wise. So he throws the body out of the window and it comes down and like smashes on the car like windshield and like car roof and everything. So he's freaking out and he immediately peels out like like Fast and Furious style, going backwards, and one of the t- one of the terrorists from the window sees him and is just lighting up the car, and uh, Powell's just like backing it up, and he's like in the headset, he's like terrorist at the plaza, terrorist at the plaza, and he runs his car off of like the embankment, and it smashes and it totals the car. So and that that gets the car that gets the cops like interested enough to go there then since there was sh- shooting of an o- like shooting at an officer and that kind of stuff yeah so so there's a point in here where uh the SWAT team comes in and is like you're not in charge I'm in charge and then that I happens in Mall Cop uh, it might be the I think it's the SWAT I think team it, it might be I, I don't know I think it's the FBI I don't remember but cause I know the two guys in the helicopter later on are FBI but so yes inevitably the um like the actual police chief comes in and he's like it's my situation now and so basically sergeant alpalo is designated like in the movie role as the guy john mcclain talks to over the radio for the rest right. of the movie that's basically what he is after that did you think the dude who is uh the dude the, the news anchor yeah the dude who's like reporting the dude who's sitting at the front desk of the of the place for the terrorists, yeah, and the dude and the head cop of the LAPD, they all look the same to me. No, they're not all the same. They look the same. Well, I, yeah, because I, it's, it's got it's, them confused. There well, was a point I'm like, why it's is stereotypical white guy number one, two, three, and four? No, like even one that if they all got long, dirty blonde hair. Well, a lot of people in this movie have blonde hair. 
no, because they because those guys are Eastern European, right? But what I, or, what, what or I'm European s- in general. What so I, what I am saying is, there were points in this movie where I'm like, why does that news reporter have a gun? Why is that news anchor also commanding a raid? Why was why? <laughs> because I thought they were all the news reporter. So I'm like, why does the news reporter have a gun sitting? No, in like but that wouldn't make any sense. No, I know that's why I'm thinking about it. And it's like, why is that news reporter so belligerent? Or why is that news reporter so like yeah. up in the walkie-talkie business? No, it's the different person. I got them confused in my head. I was also trying to take notes during half of this, so I might have also gotten confused that way. Yeah, good point. Okay, so. There is a change of command. Is this the scene I'm thinking of? A lot happens. Some criminals die. I th- the specifics don't really matter. Not really. It's, it's basically just action from here on out. Yeah. Uh, there's a point where Alan Rickman gets sick of it. Wait a minute. Sick of what? No. No, 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 no. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure the out The next thing on his note. Wow, um, yeah, you skipped a lot. Okay. I, I was watching the movie. There's one more thing I want to point out. Yeah. Remember the dude with the beard that I don't like? Yeah, yeah. Um, he walks into Alan Rickman's office so suave, like, hey, I'm going to cut a deal for you. And he walks in, he, like, puts his feet on the chair, he gets, like, a Coke that he never drinks. He, like, puts his feet up and is like, sup, Johnny, my boy, let me tell you something, they're going to kill us, man. They're going to kill me if I don't work this out. You got to, you got to come, you got to come just knock it off. And John, And John's like... You idiot. What are you doing? They're They're going to kill you anyway. And he's like, John, my boy, my my homeboy, you know me. And he's like, I met you tonight. (laughs) Well, we go back years and years. Come on. I met you tonight. He's the stereotypical 80s, like, businessman. Like, watch Rick and Morty when when Morty becomes a stockbroker. And that's basically who he is. (laughs) He's like, listen, John. You don't do it right now. They're gonna kill me. And he's like, huh, I, bro. And Alan Rippin just looks at him, smiles, holds up a gun, and shoots him. Yep. They're just gonna kill you anyway. He's a freaking idiot, but he oh, thinks his... the best scene. I love... It's so great. I was so happy. I was so happy. Okay. So, oh, yes. the That guy dies, especially since he was being a jerk to Holly anyways. So, yeah, he was gonna die anyways. Um, the, the next note you have here is cut glass and shoes. So here's where the no shoes part comes in. Well, Alan Rickman comes up and, uh... Well, Alan Rickman and, like, a few other guys. No, he, he on his own finds... <gasps> oh, that! Yes. That okay, so Alan Rickman basically goes undercover, like, a re-undercover. So he pretends to be one of the hostages at the party just to, like, try to get in... Like with John McClane, so he can kill him. But what ends up happening is John McClane gives him an unloaded gun. Mm-hmm. I love that so much because, of course, John is the like the the foresight to be like, yeah, this guy's probably who I was talking to, and he puts on like this really bad American. Actually, it's decent. The American accent. I think his American Alan- accent fits his voice more than the uh, Snape voice does. It's pretty good. So he picked, like, there's an office registry right next to him. And John's like, what's your name? And, and he looks over at the registry. He just picks a name at random. Mm-hmm. But John McClane gives him an unloaded gun. And Alan Rickman points it at him like he's going to cap him. And you can, you can hear the click. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a trigger being pulled. And John McClane turns around. And he's like, you son of a bitch. He's like, I knew it. 
And then everyone else then comes in. Yeah. John McClane gets cornered in this off like like this like there's cubicles, but there's a corner office that's got got glass in it. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening? And the line of shoot the glass comes up. And I have to do it in that voice because I have to. Mm-hmm. I don't care how bad it is, it just it works. So they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So they shoot out the glass. And what happens then is to try and flush John McClane out, they throw a flashbang. So John is forced to walk across broken glass with his bare feet, which inevitably cuts up his feet to, like, nowhere. Yeah, his feet are like, what are his feet anymore? They're nothing. They're nothing. Yeah, they're literally just, like, two stumps. Yeah. So basically, he then retreats to the bathroom and it's a scene of him picking glass out of his feet while talking to Powell over the radio. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the plot point of Powell shooting a kid. Like, the kid was on like... Accident. On, on accident. Like, yeah. he thought it was a dangerous threat. He was running it. away. The kid was running away or something. Yeah. And Powell shot him. And he's like, he I never... A, he was holding, like, a big uh, thing that he thought yeah. it was, like, a weapon. Yeah. So. so Powell's like, I will never draw my weapon again. And I'm like, okay, he's going to draw his weapon again. But mm-hmm. so that that comes up. A few other action scenes happen, like, in between there and there, where they go to the... They try to get the hostages out. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is the FBI like go and try to kill John McClane thinking he's one of the bank robbers because they they make it clear to everybody like after the fact that they're like yeah we're not terrorists we're bank robbers because in in the in the tower there's a safe filled with a bunch of bearer bonds which is basically just like untraceable money. money yeah basically money that hasn't been printed as currency is yeah yeah so there's all those and they're planning to steal it so what happens, the FBI kills the power, which is exactly what they want. And the, the, the safe cracker that we were talking about earlier is trying to, like, pick the six locks on the safe. Mm-hmm. But with the power turned off, they all, just open. They, it just opens. So they, they look like they're going to succeed. And this is toward the end of the movie. And John McClane is down to maybe, like, a few guys at this point. Mm-hmm. And he – they have his wife because – Alan Rickman is in Ellis's office or in Holly's office, and he took like there's an overturned picture of her and John like when they were together, and he flips it over and he's like, mm, okay, all right." So he takes Holly hostage with another one of the bank robbers. That's why it's so important that he meets up with John because now, oh yeah, that guy's he, the guy I saw. Yeah. that's his wife. I've seen her. You know. Yeah. And all the hostages make it out safe. Like, Except for homeboy who got himself shot. Yeah, that guy. And Takaji. Takaji didn't die. Takaji didn't need that. Can we get an F in the chat for Takaji? That's a... That's the... He's writing an F on my notes. I wrote an F on the notes. So, um, also, like, the FBI is shooting at John McClane... And from a helicopter. I'm, 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 from a helicopter. From a helicopter. I'm jumping around a lot because there's so many things. I can't remember the order of which. Neither happen. can I. I don't think it matters. Neither can I. That's usually a. There's trend. one. There is one thing though. But um, you know, there's 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 two guys who die in I think particularly noteworthy ways. One dude is like shooting at a table. 
and he's oh, like standing yes! and he's I like that. ah John you should have shot me when I when you had no, the he's, and then he shoots to the table yeah I'll take that I'll take no, that no 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 he goes instead of instead of wisecracks you should have shot me when you had the chance and then John McClane just shoots him through the table and he's like yep I know and that okay, there's that one. That one's really good. I was gonna talk about that one, but yeah. I forgot. And then okay, the guy got hung. Oh no, he didn't die. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna get to that. Well, we'll get to that, but he didn't. So, he didn't die. There like was it. a dude who John McClane instead of like he's got the arm. Instead of like breaking their neck or shooting them, he just hangs him with a chain. Yeah, which is probably not the most efficient way to kill someone. Not really, but also. Like, it just leaves, and he's still kind of writhing there. Yeah, and you like we come back to him later, and you see him kind of move a little bit. Yeah. So he's not actually dead by that. He, he's a little out of it by that, but he's not dead. So what ends up happening then, the helicopter and, like, the entire top five floors of the building just explode. Um, yeah, there was bombs planted to the roof. Yeah. So the FBI guys die, and John McClane in, like, some quick thinking, ties a fire hose around his waist and, like, there's, like, jumps off the side of the building. Mm-hmm. And he tries to, like, kick through the glass, but he can't. And also, he leaves bloody footprints on the glass. Why didn't he walk down the stairs? Well, no, because the roof was going to explode. But all the hostages got out okay. Yeah, but the roof was going to explode. But the hostages got out Okay. Okay, and... Walked out. Why didn't you just walk down the stairs? Well, because the bombs were on five floors. They're going f- down five flights of stairs. All takes I'm time. Saying, he's totally just, he could have just... But whatever. So he jumps off the roof, of course, as the explosion goes on behind him, mm-hmm. cool guy style, and he tries kicking through this window, and it is not budging. And the fire hose, like, mechanism, like, thing is about to break. And so he gets through the window. Like, just as the thing breaks. Yeah. But what ends up happening then is the the fire hose, like, sp- spindle or whatever, the thing holding it, yeah. is falls down. And that's obviously heavier than John McClane. So he's getting dragged out of the window by the thing that saved him before. Mm-hmm. So he, like, is, like, cutting through. He's trying to untie the knot. Yeah. And he does it, of course, just as it goes over, like, action movie style. But that... Grant was talking to me earlier, and he said he, like, held his breath at that scene. Oh, and yeah, I no, that, 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 that's, like, my heart beating, man. And that's why I love this movie. Like, yeah, these action tropes seem cliche, and they kind of are. They're cliche because Die Hard did them, and they did them so well. Yeah, but they did them. them so well. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, okay. So that's what that one, that part was. Um, so... Then they have the final showdown. Yes, so what ends up happening is John McClane is out of ammo in his MP5. Like, he has no more ammo left. He's got a few rounds left in his sidearm, though. So what he does to fool them is he grabs, like, duct tape and duct tapes the pistol to the, his to his back, mm-hmm. or, like, like, his neck and back type thing. And then he goes in there with Holly and Hans Gruber and that other... The other guy, which... He's probably named, but I don't remember his name. And that's He's what, the guy who's sitting out front. It looks like every other... Tall, blonde, dirty blonde yeah. man. So what ends up happening is, like, John McClane says something cool, obviously. And then he rips the pistol off, shoots both uh, the, that, that, the unnamed baddie and Hans Gruber. Yeah. Like, just as, like, a wounding shot. But as Hans Gruber's falling out of the window, he grabs onto Holly. 
So Holly's also hanging out of the window. Yeah. But what ends up happening is that Rolex that I think Ellis got her or someone got the dude who got shot. Yeah, gave it to her as like a Christmas present or something, and the watch comes off. And then Han, there's a there's a shot of Hans Gruber like falling, mm-hmm. and actually, that was totally not planned. Like they told Alan Rickman that they were going to drop him on three, and they dropped him on two. So that face he makes is completely real. <laughs> That's fun. So he drops and he he hits the ground. Hans Gruber's dead. And I love how one of the cops afterwards goes, "Jesus Christ! I hope that wasn't one of the hostages." <laughs> and I love that line. So, main baddies killed. Um, Things seem to be over. Quick note. Yep. You've seen Harry Potter 6. Remember mm-hmm. what I said earlier? I was going to spoil Harry Potter 6. Snape kills Dumbledore. Yeah, he does. Dumbledore falls from the roof. Yeah. The same way Hans Gruber did. Do you think that they dropped him on 2, too? Maybe. I'm fun. Maybe. Like, but I know that for a fact in this movie. Like, oh, yeah, they yeah. dropped they dropped Alan Rickman on two instead of three, mm-hmm. so that face was entirely real. Right. All right, go so, on. So, um, John McClane and Holly both walk out, and they 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 see Sergeant Powell, and everyone's happy. And then the guy that got hung or was hanged before comes he back. He's like ah, and he's about to shoot John McClane. And then you just see his chest, like, explode. Mm-hmm. And then the camera pans back to Sergeant Powell, who shot him. And, of course, that's how it ends, with him using his gun again and getting over that fear. But the best way. Yeah. And also, the news reporter, again, is being a dick. He gets punched in the face. He gets punched. And wait, does Holly punch him in the face? Yeah. Holly goes and decks him. And, like... After that, then, Argyle, like, through all this, is just chilling out in there, and he notices that there's another car that's the van that the hacker's in, Mm -hmm. and he, like, he turns on the radio, so he knows what's going on, and he goes up to the van, and he has the guy roll down the window, and he totally punches out, like, the black hacker, and it's, it's so great, because, of course, Argyle does something. Like, Argyle- He has to. He has to. He can't just sit down there the whole time. But what ends up happening is then everyone kind of rides off into the sunset, and it's great. Mm-hmm. So that's the ending of Die Hard. And also, mm-hmm. you have I love that this movie ends with Christmas music. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's a movie. I love this movie. I love this movie, too. Like, this movie is so great. At, what's your, what are your final thoughts? Um... Everyone should go out and watch Die Hard this Christmas. Get with someone you know, your friends, your family, maybe a significant other, and watch this movie. Because I guarantee you, it's a great movie. It's the best Christmas movie. Yes, it is. I love this movie. I love this movie, I've never seen this movie in my life. I I watched this movie at a very, very young age. What's your ranking for Die Hard? Ten. Me too. Like, very, very easily. Hard ten. That's a hard ten. Um, above Kings and the Secret Service. I would agree. Yes. Our lists are still the same. Our lists are still the same. Uh, we both rank these on top of our lists. Oh yeah, definitely. So I thought I thought it was gonna change because of Happy Gilmore. I thought I was gonna rank that a little higher, but mm-hmm. then I saw everything else that was just definitely better than that. Yeah. So, what movie have you picked us out for next week? Well, I have chosen a treat. For all of us. And this is a movie that we can, like, it's not deep at all. It's called. It's like Shaun of the Dead. It's called Hardcore Henry. 
a movie shot entirely in first person. Oh no. Yes. I hate first person movies. Yes. I tried to watch the Blair Witch Project. Okay, it's not. It might be as bad as that, but it's not that bad. All right. Like you'll get used to it. But it's it's a great movie. I actually saw it in theaters. Like it came out in theaters for like a very very short time. But Hardcore Henry is a right. great movie too. So I'm gonna pick out the movie after that because we have to record a couple more for the winter break. Okay, fair. Um, what movie are you choosing? So I want to do Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> His, okay. He had the face of a disappointed father. I did, because I am. No, you got lucky, though, because it's not on Netflix. I mean, I would have watched it anyways, but... No, I'm know. sure. I'm sure, but, like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing. Okay, so... Do you want to watch another Adam Sandler movie? No. Because I had fun recording no. the Adam Sandler movie. No, I do not want to watch another Adam Sandler movie. I, I did that one only because I knew it was, like, the best Adam Sandler movie. Uh, what? Keep a rabbit. No. You really... Okay. Like, um, like, like, a, like a good, good movie. Alright, let's see here. I've got my Netflix. If you have a movie you guys want us to watch, by the way, leave it in the comments. Yes, please. Or tweet we, it to me at, at Grand R. Potter. Yeah, we will definitely take it into consideration. Yeah, we're, I'm running out of things I want to watch. Because, like, all the movies I really watch is, like, Harry Potter and Marvel, Marvel movies. Essentially, that's it. Yeah. No, I'm, like, sh- I'm showing you all of the, like, good movies. We can't really watch Harry uh, Marvel because it was, like, we had to, like... That's going to be like a years-long effort. That'd be a marathon, bro. That'd be like 20 weeks. That'd be a marathon. We might not we have watch Spider-Man 3. I, have to watch, I want to watch the first two first. Okay. Well, then you still have to choose a movie. Um, Give it some thought and we can come back. No, nah, I'm just going to that right now. I don't know. We could feasibly do the, all the Harry Potters. Jeopardy. But I don't think we could feasibly do all the Avengers right now. No, definitely. Because I thought, I thought, hey, what the Marvel I... Cinematic Universe is too big. Yeah, like it's too big to do on like a on like a movie marathon. What if we just did like one a month? Yeah. Okay. Fair. There's an idea. Okay. So I think I have one I want to do. Okay. Which one? Uh, so I'm deciding between Coco. Ooh, that's a good one. And Shrek. Both of those are good. <laughs> Both of those are good. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see what else is here. We're just looking at Netflix right now. I don't know. Whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. We're going to watch Coco. Okay. Yay. Yeah, Coco's cute. Coco is the... I watched that on a flight to Austria. That was a good time. Yep. So our next two movies are Hardcore Henry and Coco. Ooh, both good movies. They're both so cute. Yes, they are. Wait. No, Coco's really cute. I don't know about Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry's fun. Never seen Hardcore Henry. It's fun. All right. And it's bloody. Um, with that, do you have anything else to add? Um, not really. I mean, I I suggest you all go out and watch the movies we watch because yeah. they're all really, really good. This is going to be a much shorter episode than it usually is. Maybe. No, actually it is because uh, usually our episode's like an hour. This is only, we were only recording for like 30, 40 to 50 minutes. Yeah, fair point. But we, we did it in three parts because we done goofed the audio. Well, yeah, but all of them summed together is about 40 to 50 minutes. Yeah, okay, but there's nothing wrong with a little shorter episode. No, yeah. This is probably going to be open on Christmas weekend. Yeah, okay. So, fair. All right. Well, now I'll pull up my disc- I'll pull up the show notes and uh, we'll, we'll be able to start plugging away. 
All right, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Feel free to leave any constructive criticism in the comments or tweet them to me at Grant R. Potter. You can follow me at Instagram, uh, Instagram at Instagram.com slash Grant R. Potter. And you can follow me on YouTube at uh, Grant Does Things, not the uh, clean-shaven kid who uploads electronic music things. Um, not I am not the, yet. I am the one with the blurry background picture with the clean up. Uh, wait. Oh, wait. You, you wait, said wait. I was that kid? I was, I'm the one with, uh, you know, actual oh. good content. Yeah. So, um... No, Ooh, wow. I, I, listen, the I'm roast. Just, I'm just mad at this kid for, like... Because, like, the first couple weeks of YouTube, whenever you search Grant Does Things, he would show up. Okay, well... But now I show up. Now you show up. You you have won. There's no sense in fighting anybody. Nathan, do you have any social media you want to plug? Not right now. All right. <laughs> All right, so if you guys liked the show and want to see more of it, you can find more episodes at grantrpotter.com. Uh, you can catch us out catch us at SoundCloud, Pinecast, Google Play, iTunes, Castbox, Stitcher, um, Spotify, or wherever you get your own podcasts. Um, if you want to support the podcast, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash we're not film majors. Um, no apostrophe for any of this because apostrophes suck. Uh, or we have a tip jar at at uh, it'll be linked in the description because it's kind of a weird one. Um, and then if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I've mentioned that already. If you want to sponsor an episode, if you have all business inquiries, uh, send them to grant.r.potter at gmail.com. Uh, do keep in mind, we will only sponsor you if we personally believe in your product. So if you're just trying to advertise like a phone game, unless I like it, no deal. Um, speaking of which, Audible and Squarespace, I know you're listening. Hit me up. I, I want to switch my website to a Squarespace. All right. With that, I think that concludes our show for this week. So, uh, this has been Grant. And this has been Nathan. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And Merry Christmas to one and all, and Happy Holidays. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Well, that's why I said Happy... Was it Merry Kwanzaa? What? Happy Holidays to all. Let's be PC. Happy Holidays. Yes. All right. See you guys. See you.